Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey, Mark and Charity. It's Wendy Durison. You got my name wrong. It's not Durson. Done, no tea. And I can't believe, Charity, that you couldn't say Tupelo. It is the birthplace of Elvis. But I'll give you a pass because you have an awesome podcast. Y'all keep going on, doing it good. Hey, Wendy, I have a little something for you. The thing you can't believe the most is that Charity can't pronounce something. I think she she was a little shocked because of the whole Elvis thing, which I totally get, Wendy. But my biggest struggle in life is pronouncing words that I don't know very well. I think she said... I'm sorry. The thing she said was like, this city, it's like Tupelo? I I, I did. I wanted Tupelini? to call it like, 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 I'm like Tupperware. <laughs> I'm like, really? Guys, I'm sorry. I do apologize. I try. I really do try. And t- in my defense, Mark in the very beginning was a lot more professional and we, Uh and and it took us like two hours or three hours to record one episode because he would stop every single time and it made so much work for him. And he, we would correct my words and now we just go with it. If people don't like us for who we are. Yeah. Don't like us. I try. And you know what, Wendy, I really very much appreciate when people do correct me as I say all the time, because that's what I need. All right. I need to get on here and tell you about a commercial that grinds my goat. It grinds your uh, goat? I yes. feel bad for your goat, Mark. I get so angry because everybody knows the commercials that I like, which is the... Oh, I hope I... I I have a guess of what I think this one might be, but you tell me. What one? The one that makes me mad or the ones that I like? No, the one that makes you mad. I want to hear. Okay. So the ones that I like, so everyone knows, my number one seed was... Now, it was no longer. It was the tag team Scoop There It Is commercial. Yep. French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop. There I think I know is. what one this is. The one that I absolutely love that is now taken over that is Paprika. 
Yes. I love that commercial. All right. I want to hear what you think. Nope, nope. No, 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 no. Because nope. that, I, I got to know because I, what one do you think? Is it the chip me? one? No. Oh, it's not. Nope. Okay. Go ahead. What is the chip one? Just go. Let me hear what yours is. Okay. So there's a commercial where this guy and girl are in a boat and they're holding their cell phones. And then some lady pops up and says, you can do better. And she's like, what? I can? And she's like, yeah, about your cell phone bill and this and that. And oh, like, God. They're making it seem like she can do better for a guy. Oh, And then at the they- end of it, the guy's like, I can do better, too. And then the girl like looks down like, yeah, no. Here's my problem. We've come to a society now where the only person that you can make fun of now is a white male. Oh. That's it. That's all that you're allowed to make fun of on TV. And that bothers you. It absolutely you, is does. Is it because you're a white male? That and it's just like if we want to not make fun of people in general, let's not make fun of everybody. I agree. And it's should just, not make fun of people. It's not nice. It aggravates me because they just openly put him down in this commercial. And every time it comes on, I complain about it. And Kristen looks at me and is like, just stop. <laughs> but it's true. Like, come on, guys. They, give me a break. What's wrong with you? I don't know, Mark. I'm sorry that upsets you. It upsets me a lot, Jerry. Do you know what, Mark? I very rarely even watch actual television. I only watch stuff when she's watching stuff. Yeah. So I don't see commercials very often. I absolutely love TV, but I just don't have the time. Yeah. I Although, news, you don't even know. What? I can let the world know now. What? I am no longer going to be driving a truck after the end of the month. I don't even know this. Yes, well, end of next month. October is, will be the last so time I'm going to So what are you going to do? I took a full-time position doing um, video production. So I'll be doing a lot more of what I was doing for the racing this year. Nice. From here to hopefully eternity. That would be amazing. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see what and happens. Then, and then this is our fun space. It absolutely is. It's my fun space. It's my fun space, too. It's a lot of people's fun space. I think it is. So before we get into anything, Charity came up with something like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, that's freaking great. And then I completely forgot about it. Yes. And then Charity completely forgot about it. Yes. Tell the people what you're thinking. Okay. So many of you, or a few of you, I should say. A many, lot of you. Yeah. Have sent either to our um, email or to us personally via messaging uh, stories uh, that have great happened. Ones. Great stories that have happened to either you personally, a loved one. Doesn't have to be crime related. Would be great if it was, but it could be. You know, super, it doesn't. Even, yeah, it doesn't have nope, to be crime supernatural. Um, it could be something just funny that happened to you that you wanted to share with the fellow creeps, and we would like to call it Creep Speak. I like it. Right? She even comes up with a good name. Creep speak. And we would either do a segment in one of the episodes or we might throw a bonus episode in just with your stories. I think it's a great idea. Right? I think it's phenomenal because we do this podcast because we entertain each other. Of course. And then we have this little group of people who like us. And and now listen. they entertain each other now, and us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once we started the Case Watch Crime Creep group, which if you're not a part of it, I don't know what the F is wrong with you. It's yep. absolutely free. Yep. It's on Facebook. Search Case Watch Crime Creeps. This is where all the fun happens, believe me. So it's much the best fun. Best place guys. on the internet. So much fun. And 
Holy crap. I have gotten more takedown requests this week. Facebook telling me like, hey, we've took this down because it's inappropriate that it's not even funny. And some of them for like a year ago, I wake up and I get these notifications that from Facebook that say, hey, we took down this content because we think it's offensive. So it's nothing that we're doing. Right. And it's nothing that anybody in the group is reporting, but it's just come on. We need to figure out these filters a little better where. These are people like posting like Jeffrey Dahmer memes and stuff like that. That is so like, funny. Give me a break or stuff that's actually in the news. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actual news reports too. I know. I know. I don't know. Understand it. So it's aggravating. But come join the group with us. But as well, you know, like we were saying, by running this group, we get these cool stories of yes. people posting stuff, and we're like, you know what? Let's have these people come on and do a show with us. Yeah, we just want to. Devote the entire an entire show or an entire segment. Just I say to, we do it once in a while. I like yeah. it. If you guys are in for creep speak, yes, let us know. Creep speak, and also let's give a huge shout out to all the people that may be checking us out for the first time on Amazon Music because we are know. we are live on the front page of Amazon Music while you're listening to this podcast. Hi guys, if you're new, yo, what up? Word. Welcome to Creep Speak. <laughs> Now, so I, I think it'd be super, super cool to do. Me too. I like that idea. And, you know, guys, let us know if you do. Yeah, let us know. I'm going to tell you another idea that I don't know if I like or not. I like where the mind scent is. Okay. Set, not scent. Uh, well. <laughs> line set. There we go. I'll even leave that in. I don't even care. All right. So Las Vegas, Nevada. Charity. Oh, boy. A landlord is accused in federal court records of prying on local mothers desperate to put a roof over their children's heads. Oh. Do you want to know more? I mean, I'm intrigued now. The demand for sex in order to rent a home is part of an ongoing federal trial that includes allegations of discrimination, harassment, and fraud. Harassment. Harassment. <laughs> Alan Rothstein is the man who wrote the sex contract. What? Court records show that he forced a prospective tenant to sign it in November 2018 in order to rent a four-bedroom home on Wedgebrook Street near Las Vegas Boulevard. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. At the time, Rothstein was the property manager for the house and also a real estate broker. He lost both licenses after the Nevada Real Estate Division investigation he now stands to lose a lot more if a federal judge finds him in violation of the Fair Housing Act in a lawsuit filed by his former tenant. I mean, I would assume he that would be against the Fair Housing Act. I, I have a question, though. Uh, I, I have some questions myself. It says former tenant, so obviously she signed it for, for the agreement. So it makes you wonder. Or she just violated the agreement and left. Because, well, yeah, she signed it, but maybe she, this is what I'm thinking, right? So maybe it was, you know, like a, a single mother or somebody desperate for a place and like he's prying on these type of people, yeah. it sounds like. The facts are unlike anything experienced housing lawyer Bruce Flanagan has ever seen. My reaction was, you had to be putting me on. That nobody in their right mind would go through the trouble to drop a contract like this. I, I know. Do we know exactly what it said? I think we're going to get into there. Yes. No one involved would talk to us as the trial is ongoing. When Fleming was asked if he has ever seen anything like this, he said no. Not even on bar exams in law school. Nobody has ever put anything like this together that I have ever seen. 
Although, in all candor, I think there's more of this out there. I think he's right. You don't know what goes on I in some of these places. I think there is, too, and I think we're going to look into this. Sources close to News 13 investigates says this is not the first time Rothstein has done this, and there are many other victims. You're kidding. Rothstein himself admitted to the real estate division that he wrote the sex contract and required the tenant to sign it. In court records, he says any agreements or document documents first day Englishing people excellent mentioned speak for themselves of course they do <laughs> that's oh, wait a minute hold on hold on that's what she said oh I like that one that I one sounds too. very professional that sounds authoritarian oh Mark you with the words today I, I, I looked at a thesaur- thesaurus last a night. Thesaurus. I cleaned the studio, so it now looks I feel good, guys. Now I feel like I. I don't. Done I still don't have my green screen back up. That. Yeah, you probably won't. That Sophie took Sophie down. Sophie kind of. What do you mean? It. I, we have to go when we go live and stuff. I want my green screen. I want to look like I'm, I'm, have, I'm sitting I'm in. I'm gonna have people stu- see the uh, the shirts hanging up behind you in the closet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to say, "This is more proof than ever to please read legal documents." carefully before you sign oh them. that's a good point so maybe she was so desperate she just kind of like read through quickly the, and then he probably like threw it in there you know like when the fine print on something yep and she just signed it and this is where i started laughing he said because this is the legal contract that way actors on you know gray's anatomy aren't real doctors of course these are literally not worth the paper they are printed on the term of the so-called contract are even crazier than the title ready i am ready the tenant had to swear she wasn't signing, quote unquote, under the influence of an incapacitating intoxicant or psychoactive, I should have charity read these, substances including, but not limited to, alcohol, drugs, so she oysters, can't drink- what? What? what, WTF? <laughs> Wait, she can't have alcohol? When she was, she had, she had to say that she was not under duress or. Oh, when she signed this. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Sorry, got it. Bremolonothotide truffles, sea cucumbers, <laughs> strawberries, lobster. He doesn't like sea. He doesn't like dark shellfish. chocolate, cocaine, LSD, <laughs> oh my God. cannabis, or any other mind altering chemical or substance. Okay, so he doesn't like he doesn't like shellfish. We got that. He's a stickler for the details. I guess so. I just laughed that all this is in there on a contract that they have to have sex with him. Yeah. I, I won't lie. I have searched these probably term terms on a adult website. Oh. Tenant can't pay. Oh. Pays the bills. My God. I may or may not have. You just said every guy t- out there does too. Give me. Uh, no, they're not all yuckies. I think every single person out there has done this. Charity, you know what I'm going to do? Let's take a minute and play a message from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. All right. So, guys, I'm so excited to read the rest of this to you. I can't wait. (laughs) Another paragraph says that the tenant swears that she, quote, does not currently have a boyfriend, girlfriend, parent who is larger, meaner, or more physically aggressive, owns firearms, or is in the possession of more than the initiators. This is so bizarre. And that's all like opinion. 
right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. According to the pleadings, she was told if she did not sign this, she was not going to be able to get the unit. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. So for the all unit. intents and purposes, Guys, she wait wouldn't wait get the... That's what she said. She wouldn't be able to get the unit. <sighs> so for all intents and purposes, it's sex for a place to live. That's exactly what it is. And it's almost sex on demand. Oh, my. This is really what this thing states. Yeah. My God. What do we make of the fact that she is initiating this thing, said Spears? Nothing, Flammy said. People sign things all the time, and the popular myth is, well, you signed it, so it's binding. There are also a variety of things that you can sign that are not binding. That's like me saying to you, Charity, like, um, I'm going to kill you, but I want you to sign this contract that states that I'm not liable for it. But as long as you sign it, it's cool. Well, that sounds like a case we just did. Yeah, very familiar. Yeah. So let's just keep an eye on the news to see what ends up happening with, with this absolute D-bag because who creates a contract like this? And guys, go ahead and share on our social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. I want to know your craziest landlord stories. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, and we got a couple more positive reviews on Apple and somebody even dropped a dingleberry. They did? Yes, you got to look. I was so excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> My phone just updated to the new iOS, so now I don't know how to get to things. I did not update mine because I'm scared. It, I like it. It's cool, but everything is different. Yes. Case Creep said Dingleberry. I don't agree if you were dying that he insists on speeding up the inevitable. Yeah. Chop 782000 said Mark and Charity do an awesome job with the podcast. Not too much, but enough to keep you always wanting more. Social worker KC said, I've been listening since episode one. Keep up the great work. Aww. I feel bad for you, social worker KC. Oh, I know. And Monica Miss says, fear mongering No, 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 worst. no. We're not reading that again. Ah, Put that away. Okay. Put it I away. Didn't, I didn't see that one there. Stop giving her some credit. Creeped up on me. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, where is this? I have to find out where it is because she sent it to me, and I don't know where she sent Who it. Who sent it to you? I'm pretty sure it was uh, Danelle. Oh. Like, made up a bunch of memes about Monica Miss. No, I, it to me. was it Danelle? I think it, it was. was on, I think it was on the. Um, <sighs> I think it was. It might have been. Um, I'm a bad creep. Darn it! I don't I, remember who it was. I know it was on. They posted it on. Yeah, the, but they sent it to me too. That was. Um, I don't think that was Danelle. That was. Joellen, I think. Yes, there we it go. Was Joellen. It was Joellen. Yeah, loved it. See, guys, you could do the right thing, like Joellen, and create cool memes in the Facebook Crime Creep group. So all you have to do is case watch crime creeps. All right, Charity, what's up? You're waving your hand around like <laughs> it's going out of style over there. She's like a kid who's not getting called on in class. What's up? Like, what do you want to And say? I'm the only one in class. I know. All right. Ready? Crime creep, Charity, I'm calling on you. Ooh, what, ooh, do you ooh, what do you thank want? You, thank you. Jeez. So while you were talking about that crazy landlord, yep. I typed 
into the, the Google machine and BuzzFeed News came up and this is uh, a little a little something for us. It's 14 of the craziest rules renters have been given by landlords. Oh my God. All right, cool. Let's ro- roll that beautiful bean Okay, footage. the first one says you can't fry food in the house. You may steam food though. What about so air no- fry? Well- Deb Pippin, executive officer of the Tenants Union Act, recently came across an ad for a renter saying tenants wouldn't be able to fry food inside. They were allowed to steam vegetables in the house, and if they wanted to fry, they were allowed to use a barbecue outside. <laughs> huh. Okay, maybe, I don't know. Oh, this one's good. You cannot create chaos or have no noisy parties. And look at, they have these elderly <laughs> women dancing. I like that. <laughs> I'm not a partier anyway, so. I mean, that one's I fine. guess that one's fine, yeah. Oh, this one. You can't have family or friends to stay. So they can't stay over? Sign me up. I'll sign that one. Right? Huh. Okay. I, I, that one's not that bad. You're responsible for any cost of repairs that occur after you take possession. All right. I. I wouldn't say that one's that strange, do you? I, I find nothing wrong with that Unless, one. well, hold on. Unless it's like, I, I can see if it's a wall that you like messed up or someone kicked through or something. But if it's like an appliance that was already there, I feel like the- Normal wear and tear items should not be included. Right. In and this one I think says- Definitely take pictures of any apartment that yes. you rent before and after because you don't know if they mess something up after. Oh, you can have dogs, but they have to be on a leash 24 hours a day. What? Oh, Not speaking my, my... of dogs, we got Frankie oh, here today. Oh, Frank the Tank. I love Frank. Yeah. Loves me. Frank loves me. Yeah, Mark Frank's was so jealous when I came in. still a fan of me. Why? He likes me, but because he's a one-man guy, and he's got his daddy, and he loves his daddy, although he likes, likes my girlfriend's kid, too, so that doesn't make sense. Oh, look at this one. There'll be inspections every four weeks. These people aren't playing. These well, people I are mean, not playing. Have you ever seen hoarders? It says this This isn't legal. The act standard terms say the landlord can inspect the property twice a year. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Huh. That probably varies state by state. Maybe. Though. Oh, can't change your tires on the property. That's actually very, fairly common. You think? And you see a lot of those condos that I know like people around here live in that you can't change your oil, you can't work on your cars in your driveway, you can't wash your cars really? in your driveway. So these aren't these aren't as weird as you'd think, I guess. No, Google let you down. I'm a little bummed out. Oh. If you would have checked with Miss Wiki, she would have probably had something better. If you unpack a suitcase, you can only do it in the kitchen. That one's kind of funny. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Oh, suitcases had to be stored in plastic bags and away from the bedrooms. It is also recommended that handbags, hand luggage, and clothing be washed in hot water and ironed, the lease said. <laughs> that one's kind of funny. <laughs> that's odd. That person's got a complex, that's for sure. Yeah, these aren't that great. Can't barbecue. That's common. Can't use blue tack on the walls. That's blue tack. That stuff's gross. What is blue? What is that? It's basically like... Almost like clay, but it's stickier, so you could hang stuff up and not put holes in the wall. Oh. I use blue, so one of my little side little hustles that I do is like locksmithy stuff. So I use blue tack inside chip keys to secure the chip so they don't move around. I have a whole supply of it over there, Charity. Oh, I see it. So uh, I was kind of let down by BuzzFeed. I know. BuzzFeed, your, your countdown stunk. I'm sorry. Wah, 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 wah. I know. Sorry, guys. 
Thought that was going to be funnier. See, Charity, that's what happens when you hold your hand up, like because you want to be the smart one in the classroom. That and you have something to tell the teacher. I was hoping they were going to be funny, guys. I was hoping they were going to be funny. I'm sorry. Oh, it's called pre-reading. She like sorry. literally last minute was over there on her I, phone. I got excited because it said we. I. I know BuzzFeed let you down. Sorry, guys. You have a chance to make it up for oh, us. Oh, I'm going to, guys. Guess what? Guess what, Mark? Um, you have a case. Mm, got a couple of them. It's a complimation case? It's like four, four, four little mini cases. All right, why? Uh, because we have some more passion. Oh, come on! Passion crimes to talk about, Mark. Gets very upset about this. This elic- elicited like a massive reaction from me last time. You know how these angry are all I different. This. So I want your perspective. All right. You're, oh, you're going to get it. On, on all of them. Now we know how you felt about the other two that we did. A lot of people felt the same way I did. And a lot of people felt the same way I did. Maybe they were invisible because I didn't see those. Okay. Ones. Well, let's see if these people who <laughs> agreed with you will agree with you. And let's right. see how you feel. You might agree with me on some of these. We're going to discuss. We're going to read, right. and we're going to discuss. I like this. I want to hear what the creeps have to say, too. Yeah. All discuss. right. Get into the first one. So if one. we have any new people listening, you got to go back and listen to some the other uh, passion crime episodes. The one that almost ended this podcast because I almost threw charity out the effing window. I yeah. was so mad. Guys. Guys. This is true story. Real, I was so mad. Real talk. Mark's afraid of me. He wouldn't have He wouldn't have even tried. <laughs> oh, stop it. I would just make him get his... his Inline skates on again. <laughs> she would she would do walking parkour. <laughs> That's what charity would do. Can I tell the people what you do when you walk? Well, I I think I mentioned it last, but yes, go right ahead. Tell the people. She'll be walking and then she'll like jump up on the curb and like throw her <laughs> throw her feet up in the air. She'll be like parkour. It's only when I'm walking with somebody else. I don't do it when I'm by myself. You guys. should do it when yourself. I that'd should. Be funny. I'm going to walk down the main street of our town and be like parkour and like jump off a building like uh, onto the wall here. Uh, I should. People will look at you and be like. She's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. Real quick. I was walking the other day because you know how I walk around the town? Yes. It was monsooning. <laughs> it, ro- <laughs> it, sorry, was the other night. it wasn't quite monsooning. It was raining. But I had my rain jacket on and I was totally fine. This woman <laughs> rolls down her window. He's like, she's like, sweetie, do you want to ride? <laughs> I think she thought that I... <laughs> That I didn't have a vehicle and I was walking and she felt bad for me because I was walking in the rain. Oh, it was no. really nice. You just wanted to walk. I just wanted to walk, but that was nice of her. Thank you, lady. I don't know who you are, but whatever. Okay. She's probably a listener and she's like, oh my God, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get into this. So this right. one is about a cheating wife. I hate those. Okay. And it happened in Pennsylvania. I had one of those too. <laughs> really? Whoa. Mark, is this you? I hope not. No. Well, uh, I don't know. We'll find out. I got this en- information from WNEP 16. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. A 40-year-old man named Daniel Barrett walked into the police department on July 11th, 2021, and confessed to killing his wife two days earlier. His wife, Mary, was 43 years old at the time of her death. Court papers state that during his confession, Daniel said he and his wife had a heated argument about her allegedly cheating. So it sounds like he didn't know for a fact. Okay. He said she had been spending time with another man. He accused her outright of cheating and said he remembered punching her and knocking her to the ground by the fireplace. He then said he blacked out, completely blacked out, Mark. 
And then he went on to say when he came to, he was holding uh, fireplace tongs and he was beating her and stabbing her. Huh. Yeah. He then said he kept on beating her and stabbing her once he came to and then dragged her lifeless body to the basement of their home. So what do you think of that, Mark? So far, I'm on board. What? <laughs> no, I can hear the whole case. That was the whole case. Oh, all right. So, But in February of 2022, Daniel pled guilty to first degree murder and received life in prison without parole. A, nobody should ever kill anybody. Right. Like We've discussed that. That's yes. First and foremost. Correct. And it said alleged cheating. So it doesn't say if he had proof or not. Okay. So, so I don't that know. makes it less. Well, then let's let's get into this next one. I, I mean, you shouldn't kill anybody, but if she was, you know, doing inappropriate things, that's also not cool either. Yes, but nobody deserves to die. I didn't say anybody deserves Just to die. Just confront the person and then move on from there. Yes. Say, ta ta ta, go have fun with your, your man of passion and right. leave me alone. Exactly. That's how it should go. So we agree on this one. We agree on that one. Okay. Yeah. I. Yes. You. You don't think that was right. You might feel differently about this one because this one's very similar to one that you kind of sympathized with a little bit. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. And this happened in Indianapolis. And I was I got just this, in Indianapolis this year. And I got this from WishTV.com. And it allegedly happened because it's hasn't gone to trial yet. That's how soon it happened. It just oh, happened so this it's June. Allegedly. Yep. It, it allegedly happened on June third. A 26-year-old woman named Galen Morris drove to an Indianapolis bar in a Chevy Impala and ran over her boyfriend, Andre Smith, killing him. Dun, dun, dun. Court documents say that Galen arrived at Tilly's pub at about 12.30 a.m. and found him with another woman. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So she had suspected. She did some research. She found out. Did he, did he not ever hear the Shaggy song? It wasn't me. Yeah. Well, listen, Galen was clearly not happy and started a huge fight, a fight that got them kicked out of the bar. So they were causing a big havoc, big scene in the bar. A ruckus. A big ruckus. So they were kicked out. There were many witnesses, Mark, many that saw Galen hit Andre with the Impala back over him and do it again up to 26 times. That's an oddly specific number. Andre was pronounced dead at the scene, and his cause of death was traumatic asphyxia. After her arrest, Galen admitted to the police that she knew where her boyfriend was because she had hidden an Apple AirTag in his car to track him because she suspected him of cheating. Hmm. At her initial court appearance, she entered a plea of not guilty. We will need to follow this case since it just happened... Wonder if this will be tried as a crime of passion. After all, she ran over him because he was with another woman. So she, she should get a le- so she should get a lesser sentence, right, Mark? I didn't say that. I'm just asking. All right. So first, I have Apple Air tags. Those are pretty cool. I don't. I have one in my camera bag. I have one in my oh, other that's camera smart. Bag. So someone takes Somebody oh, that's my super bag smart. So like I okay, can, I can figure out where they are. Good. Because at any given point, I usually have a camera bag on me or near me or something like that. But they alert you if there's an unknown tag near you for an okay. enormous amount of time or something like that. So, like, if I stuck one in my kid's car when she wasn't paying attention 
And it would if she has an iPhone, it'll pop up on her iPhone and it says this Apple AirTag has been following you. Okay. So obviously it didn't for him, unfortunately. Obviously. But I mean, don't be a scumbag, A. But if right. leave the dude. Right. Go live your life. Right. Cheating is unacceptable. Whether Do you it's think a she should get a lesser sentence because it was a passion crime? I don't think this was a passion crime. Why? Because it wasn't like he had this chick bent over and like she caught them having sex. Well, that other one didn't cut, catch her husband she also having sex. Didn't know for sure if well, he was. You don't know that. Maybe she did know for sure. That's I, why we have to follow I, this. I didn't hear any info to the contrary, though. All right, we'll have to follow this and see. I don't okay, know. so if she, all right, so if she knew, so your opinion, opinion would change a little bit if you if she absolutely knew for a fact. And I then think saw you have them to, together if, and lost their shit. I think if you're going to go out and possibly murder the person you're with because they're cheating on you, you should know for a fact. Okay. So if she know, knew. Not for, saying that you should anyways. Right. So if she knew for a fact, then that would be, you would be okay with the crime of passion and her only getting like eight years or something. I'm not 100% okay with any of it. You're okay. Like, you're like poking the goat over well, here. Well, because I mean, you were a little bit okay with that, the woman your who has been over your, three times. Yes, but that one was a lot different situation. Why? Because there was a lot more going on to it in that situation. Well, this make, what do you mean there was a lot more going on to it? People will have to go back and listen to that case. Okay. Because what you just gave and what you gave before aren't the same. They're very similar. Guys, yes. you should see his face. You should see his face. I'm going to throw my freaking phone at you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I take this moment to complain? Yeah. FedEx sucks. Oh, where FedEx did that is come from? Horrible. Wow. Because I was gonna throw my phone at you. Oh. So me and Kristen just got new phones. Oh, brand so you, new, you wanted to keep your phone happy. Brand new iPhones because we got this deal to trade ours in. Yep. So they shipped them. They shipped hers, UPS, and mine FedEx. Guess whose is here? Hers. Hers. Oh, so you could have thrown that phone at me. No, because I still don't have mine. Now it's lost in transit. That's what I mean. It would be okay if that one got cracked or something. No, because I, have to, send, I, I have to send it back. I would karate chop that like no one's business. Like like uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob and Sandy Squirrel. Shepata! Oh, you'd be... Mm. That's right. I rank all of these delivery companies pretty much like this. UPS is at the top. FedEx is nowhere near the top. Oh, okay. Well, I actually FedEx. think Amazon Delivery Service is like right under UPS, almost with them now. They've come a long way. I hope FedEx doesn't want us to sponsor them. <laughs> I don't. I would never take a penny from them. <laughs> actually, speaking of sponsors, let's take a moment and thank our sponsor. And we're back. Delightful. All right. So, and then on the hierarchy of delivery services, this is why we guys like this podcast. I put <laughs> I put FedEx and the United States Postal Service like under 18 blank spots of people that I'll put in front of like I will trust Joe Blow from Indigo to deliver a package Joe for me Blow from Indigo. before FedEx or the post office. Post really? office is horrible. Um I literally sat last week. I had a package coming from the post office that needed a signature. I watched the dude pull up to my mailbox, throw a yellow card in there and take off. Really? Because he attempted on the door and nobody answered. Wow. Do you not realize that I have like seven cameras pointing at my driveway? Oh, yeah, that's true. He does, guys. And I was Oh, I should parkour aggravated. when I skidoo out of my car. You should parkour, and then we'll, we'll post it on the Facebook page. There she is. 
So that's just my little delivery complaint. FedEx, when they do deliver, like they huck it from like where the front of my car is to my doorstep. Oh, really? They're horrible. They broke a brand new camera lens that got delivered oh, because they threw it. That's not good. No, I get angry. I kind of feel like Mark was trying to deflect from that last little. It is what it is, Cherry. I'm just kidding. No. I think we might agree on these next two. All right, let's hear it. All right, so this is the murder of Jenjira Plaw and Guns. Guilty, because I can't pronounce the name. Can't pronounce the name at all. But um, it took place in Thailand in 1998, and it caused a media storm. So Jenjira, I think I'm saying that right, was a 23-year-old medical student in her fifth year of studies. She was studying at the Faculty of Medicine Ramith Bodhi Hospital in Bangkok. I can't help but think of the hangover too when they mention Bangkok. I'm sorry, my mind just goes there. I can't. I know. Sorry, guys. Where where are they going? Bang, bang not, Bangkok. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not Thailand. Bang Bang Bangkok, Thailand. Yes. Okay. She's- Everybody in the audience, say where they are right now out loud while you listen to this podcast. Where are they going? Bangkok, Thailand. <laughs> are you making fun of me? And I'm just having fun with this. People oh. listening for the first time would be like, this is weird. <laughs> Anyways, she was dating a 22-year-old man named Serm Sakhonrat. Serm was also a medical student. He was in year two of his studies at the BMA Medical College. Jinjira and Serm were both Catholic and had met at a church a couple years earlier and began a relationship. Serm was an engineering student when the two met. Apparently, he was extremely intelligent and went off to college at only the age of 15 and got his engineering degree. Yeah, really smart, smart dude. He then decided to go to medical school. You know, guess engineering wasn't what he thought it was going to be, or maybe he just wanted to challenge himself into a new career. Who knows, right? Go for it. Um, can you see where this might be going, Mark? Nope. No oh, okay. All right. Nope. All right. January 26th, 1998 was the very last time Janjira was seen. Her parents were the ones to report her missing. They became very concerned when they couldn't get a hold of her and called the police on January 30th. Her parents had already talked to some of Janjira's friends, and they were able to inform the police that her boyfriend, Serm, was the last person she was seen with. Of course, the next step taken by police was to bring Serm in for questioning. Always the significant other yep. is the first of, you know, uh, because As unfortunately, be. that's kind of what goes down. Yep. He continuously told the police that he had no idea where his girlfriend was. He went on to say that the two of them had dinner at the World Trade Center mall. He said they got into an argument and took off in separate cars. The police did not buy his story. He was the only person of interest in this possible foul play. Huh. They followed him around for weeks and made him take a series of lie detector tests. They knew he was lying because he contradicted himself many times and he lied on more than one occasion. The major problem, though, that investigators had was that they couldn't find any physical evidence in his apartment. So they couldn't, like, lock it down, even though they knew pretty much that he was the one who had done something to cause her disappearance. Luckily, there were a few witnesses that came forward and told police that Serm was acting very strange at his friend's house and at his own house not long after Janjira went missing. This was enough extra information for the police to take Serm into custody on March 5th, 
the young man broke. He confessed to killing his girlfriend. This is what he told the police. He claimed that he became enraged with jealousy during their fight in his car at the mall and strangled Janjira with his bare hands. He went on to say he freaked out thinking about being caught and rented a room at the local motel <clears throat> where he proceeded to dismember his oh, lover's boy. body and then flushing her parts down the toilet. I, I To go from zero to 60 like that, Yeah, I, I just, it's to me is, I don't know. I'm reserving my judgment to the end. Yes. He told the police exactly where he left the car and the water he threw her bones in. The car was in the said location, but divers were unable to find any bones. January 28th, though, a local fisherman found a skull. This skull was of interest to the police because the features matched Jinjira's, and it was confirmed to belong to her through dental records. Examination revealed that Jinjira's skull had a gunshot wound, and when the motel septic tank was searched, there were no remains or evidence of remains to be found. When confronted... Serm switched up his story more than once and finally admitted that he shot his girlfriend to death and dismembered her at his home, flushing parts of her down his very own toilet. This man definitely flipped a switch. He told police where he hid the murder weapon and they were able to recover it. Human flesh was recovered from Serm's apartment septic tank and where where confirmed to be Janjera's through DNA. I want you to brace yourself for this next name. Okay. Next name? Next name. <laughs> You're giggling. All right. I need. Uh, all right, Charity. Spell it. What's up? Is it better than Bangkok, Thailand? Porn tip. <laughs> wow. Porn tip. <laughs> what? I've never wanted to have somebody else's name before more than that person's. <laughs> Rojanazanan. I think I said that pretty good, the last name, but porn tip. I had to stop researching. <laughs> I'm so jealous. My name is porn tip. That's what she said. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for the porn, button, by the way, people. Porn tip. I think that was that was Casey Wilburn. I love who this said thing. that to us. Do you want to hear something funny? I will sit here by myself at night and, and I'll you say hit something it. funny, and I'll be like, "That's what she said." Oh, I say it to myself. I, all say, the time. I hit this button all the time. I have my my coworker says it now all the time. Uh, I'll be like on the other side of the room and I'll say something and I'll hear, "That's what she said" from the other side of the room. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, porn tip was the forensic pathologist that was able to match the DNA. This was the first murder case in Thailand where forensic DNA analysts, in analysis excuse me, was used. Porn tip, oh, and by the way, it's underlined in red, guys. I like this. Porn tip became a celebrity of sorts for her help on this case. I bet she did. And the did. go-to for help in future high-profile cases. The case went to trial in 1999. Serm tried to take back some of the confessions he made to the police, claiming, Mark, he was being pressured at the time. By the porn tip? <laughs> Stop. Remember how the witness I'm came I'm an expert forward? in that subject as well. <laughs> I need to come <laughs> Remember how the witnesses... Well, all you new listeners, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm glad you listened to this far. Sorry you're not going to stick around for the next one. Uh, remember how witnesses came forward saying they thought Serm was acting strange at a friend's house? Yes. Well, almost like a gift from the universe, two snakies got into the attic of the friend's house and found a bag with Janjira's things. Oh. Yeah, those snakes were on the prowl. They were like, dude, 
we we are going down for this. We're going to slither into your friend's house and find stuff. Yeah, buddy. Due to this finding, Serm pleaded guilty. Yeah, of course you did. Because now you have no choice because you were acting weird at that friend's house. And then the snakeys found that bag that you were probably hiding when you were acting weird. Weirdo. I'm going to say this correctly this time. He received the received. I can't. He received the death penalty, but because he confessed to the murder, it was downgraded to life in prison. Jen Jira's mother appealed the ruling, wanting Serm to be sentenced to death. Serm also appealed, wanting his sentence to be lighter. His defense stated that because he committed the murder in the heat of passion, because Jen Jira wanted to end their relationship. So they they think that was a crime of passion. So he should get a lesser sentence because he lost his crap. Okay. Is the, it my time yet? Nope. The prosecution said the murder was cruel and that's why he should be sentenced to death. All in all, both sides canceled each other out. And in 2003, it was decided that the original sentence would stay. Heat of passion in English law. I asked uh, Miss Wiki because I wanted to see what she said. I love her. Yeah. Uh, is Provocation. Provocation is when a person is considered to have committed a crime act partly because of a preceding set of events that might cause a reasonable individual to lose control. See, Mark, the law agrees. Even with this case, right? Nope. This case. Listen, not yet. You can't talk yet. I still have the floor. Jenjera was breaking up with Serm. Maybe she told him she was leaving him for another man. Maybe he saw her with another man, just like the lady that ran her husband over. Not one, not two, but three times. You know, the one that you felt bad for. (laughs) I urge everybody to go back and listen to that case to hear how much I wanted to throw something. I wanted to podcast a passion towards charity and throw something at her. But Mark is not a violent person towards me. So. No, I'm not. All right, so here's my take on this case. There is okay. no crime of passion here. Yeah, I don't think so either. She was breaking up with him. Yes. A crime of passion also is where you come forward right away and said, I, I lost my crap. You don't try to hide it. You don't try to cover it up. Well, the fact that he went, went through the steps and dismembered the, a woman he supposedly loved dismembered her body. How can you do that? And flushed her carelessly down his toilet? That and is then lied about it to throw them off. Appalling. And yeah. No. Give me a break. This is just an I agree with her mother. Yeah. that's using a plea agreement to try to, you know, not even a plea agreement, but trying to use a hot button term. Well, his term, defense, his defense Blah, was. blah, 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 hot button term that is actual real in some cases to get off in this case. And what did I say? Some people use this when it's not appropriate. Okay. This guy in Bangkok, Thailand. Sir, I hope you enjoy whatever happens to you with the same name that you are, because you're probably going to, you know, Bangkok, Thailand yourself. Oh, okay. Enjoy jail, non-crime of passion. I have another one. That's what she said. (laughs) He's so... All right, this is the last one. Thank God. What do you mean, thank God? Crimes of passion make me mad. I know, but I think we're going to agree on this one as well. But there's there's an interesting twist to this one, and this one happened in... Um, New Hampshire. Oh, here we go. I might okay. know this one. I think you will because I remembered this one, but I never really fully read into it. So this is according to Boston 10. New Hampshire couple, 32-year-old Armando Baron, Baron and 33-year-old Brittany Barron got married when they were just teenagers and had three children together. Over the years, their marriage began to fall apart. Maybe they simply grew apart. If you get married yeah, that, that young, happens. it happens. Brittany was the one that wanted a divorce. 
she later had this to say. I told him that I wasn't in love with him anymore, but I thought we were really good parents together. Armando apparently had quite the temper and didn't take this news well. He violently choked his wife until she was unconscious. Luckily, she regained consciousness after that time. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. Now let's enter another person. 25-year-old Jonathan Amaralt. He was a co-worker of Brittany, and Armando was sure she was having an affair with him when he saw text exchanges between the two. Nothing has killed more relationships in text. modern times oh, than Facebook, social media, yep. texting, yep. MySpace. I didn't have MySpace. I loved MySpace. So he was pissed and accused Brittany of the act. Um, right after he accused her, he was quick to send their children to their grandmother's house um, just in the very next house next door. He then began to violently attack his wife. Premeditation. Beating her. Brittany was forced to read each text message out loud, suffering a blow after every one. September of 2020, things would escalate. So she... She stayed. She stayed and recovered from that. Wow. Armando took his wife's phone, her cell phone, and texted Jonathan pretending to be her. He asked the unsuspecting man to meet him slash Brittany. He was thinking it was Brittany at the park. Jonathan did so, and when he arrived, he was met by Brittany and Armando. Armando assaulted Jonathan and tried to make Brittany take part. She refused, so her crazed husband pushed Jonathan into his own very own car and shot him three times, ending his life. Brittany said that she was forced to drive the dead man's car with him in it to a remote campsite way up north. Once at the campsite, Brittany said Armando made her cut Jonathan's head off with a knife and... A saw. I remember this story. Oh, my God. Armando then took off and left his wife at the campsite, telling her to get rid of the body. She buried his head and then wrapped her friend's headless body in a tarp. Now, remember, he's already gone. He's gone. She's there by herself. Yep. So there's lots of aspects to the story to talk about. Could have went to help. According to an affidavit, Brittany was found alone at the campsite two days later. She reportedly said, I'm in big trouble. Brittany and Armando put his gun. Oh, Brittany said, excuse me, Armando put his gun in her mouth, threatening to kill her. Police noted that she was very beat up, bruising all over her, including her face. She also had a chipped tooth. So if you see a picture of these two, she's she's been beaten pretty badly. She has. Um, it's an obvious. Brittany uh, obviously testified against her husband during his trial, explaining that she and Jonathan were just friends. She said they had a flirtatious friendship, but it was almost all through social media and text messages. And actually his parents came forward too and said, no, they like, he never said he was in a relationship with her. He talked about a friend, but they, I take zero credence into that. Yeah, me too. Because if I was being a scumbag, I wouldn't tell anybody about it either. That's true. But, but it was all through text message. So there was no, there was no proof in the text Prove message it. besides flirtations. Yeah. But you don't know what happens behind closed doors. That's a good point. That's a good point. She also told the court how she was forced to cut Jonathan's head off and she felt she had to get rid of his body or be killed. During the trial, she used her maiden last name. She didn't want anything to do with her husband. May 26th, 2022, not too long ago, guys, Armando was convicted of, convicted of first degree murder and was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. The judge added extra time for kidnapping, criminal solicitation, and assault. Brittany pleaded guilty 
2021 to three counts of falsifying evidence. She was released from jail on parole in April of 2022. She apologized to Jonathan's family during her sentences. Here is what Jonathan's parents had to say after hearing the verdict. His father, Kenny Amaralt, had this to say. The only good thing I see about all this heinous, heinous crime is that you, meaning Armando, not you're not 40 years old, 50 or 60, but only 30 years old. You have a long, long time to fade away in a rotten prison. My son, Jonathan, was a thousand times more of a man than this lowlife could ever dream of. Justine Amaralt, his mother, said, The loss of Jonathan to this world is incredibly sad. Throughout his life, Jonathan was surrounded by hundreds of the most wholesome good people, co-workers, friends, and family. It's beyond comprehension that such a beautiful young man should die in the presence of two such filthy, evil creatures. So clearly, Jonathan's parents believe both Armando and Brittany are responsible for his death. Evidence was brought forward saying Jonathan pleaded with Brittany to grab the weapon. I think it was the, it was like a machete or a saw, they called it, and stop her husband from beating him. This is before he was shot. I'm sure this information came from Armando because he was the only other one on the scene. The, but I mean, I could see that happening, though. Like, Brittany, what are you, why are you just standing there? You know, he, your husband's beating me. I'm holding my judgment till the end. Yep. The prosecution wanted her to stay in jail, saying the facts surrounding Jonathan's murder, combined with the defendant's destruction of evidence and desecration of his corpse, demonstrate the significant danger she poses to the general public. What do you think? Guys, what do you think? Should she still be in jail? Or was she truly so afraid of him she felt she had to do what she had to do? I have some thoughts on this. I know you do. She was only in jail for a very short time. Agreed. So here's what I think. And we know, I think, weird because I no. could like one case and then the next one be something completely different. But I take it case by case. It is which case I think by case. Everybody should. Yep. I think, A, you shouldn't be flirting with guys on your phone. Anyways, right. let's get that right out of the right. way. If you're in a committed relationship, be committed to the person you're Correct. With. 100%. Yep. I'm not saying that's an excuse for anything, but I'm just saying as a word to the wise, don't be a skank. Nobody exactly. likes them. Nope. Next, I agree at the beginning, she probably had zero choice when she was told to cut his head off after he had been shot because she knew he's crazy. He just killed this guy. But once he, she was left alone in the woods, she should have went and got the police and said, this is what happened. That guy, I guarantee, she had been beaten by him numerous times. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. She probably had the fear of life in him. This guy, he, she just watched her husband shoot a guy. Yep. And tell, told her, cut his head off or I'll kill you. Yeah. There's not one bone in my body that says that I would not believe that he would do that. Right. He absolutely would. So I get that part of it. But at the same token, she could have went for help the minute, she, minute that guy left and got the police and said, this is what happened. This yep. is where he's at. He's got my kids. I'm scared. Right. Instead, she went along with it and then didn't talk about it after until they were arrested. Right. So my thing is one crime can't, you know, one act can't cancel out the other. Right. You can't cover up something that you're saying that you were afraid of because that's the same token of like if you're kidnapped, but the kidnapper lets you go to the store by yourself. Why can't you run away? Right. Give me a break. And my other thought is the whole burying of the body. Um, because first of all, now she's going to live with the rest of her life what she did to a man she cared for. 
I don't know, and uh, I don't know what to what level she cared for him. But even if it was just a, a good friend level, you cut his head off on his yeah. dispute. Like you have you. She now has to live with that for the rest of her life. That has to be a torment on the daily. I'm not saying I feel bad, but another aspect I think to myself: Did the husband say, you know, you better, you better, dis- you better dispose of this body? I'm coming back to check. Cause that's the other thing. What if, what if she, cause she was there for a couple days. She stayed there. She was afraid out of her mind. She stayed there alone before she was found by Rangers. Should have went to the cops. Yep. Now I, I didn't think she was found by Rangers. I thought the husband came back and grabbed her. You no, said. the husband didn't come back. She was found by, Oh, um, oh, oh I thought you said the husband Rangers, came yeah. back. She should have went and got help. Yeah. I know. That's what I think. I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree. She should have, she should have, but to your point, if she was that afraid, of him, but the threat wasn't at there at that point. The threat has to be there. But for what you. if the threat was coming back? Like I'm coming back. That's you fine. Would. He would have to find her. That's that, true. And then the cops Good would point. have been there. Yeah, run. You run can't and find say help. you. In my eyes, you can't say that you're scared of something that's not there at right. the moment. And I, one hundred percent, understand Jonathan's family. I'd feel the same way. Yeah. Sorry, I'd feel the same way. I wouldn't feel bad for her at all because. Think about it. They're in their mind. They're pitching their sweet boy, yeah, being decapitated by somebody. One hundred percent. Like that. Has, I, I can't even. I don't know. What do you guys think? These is there's so many of these, and they're all so different. I agree. They're I, all so different. They, every case, I feel a little differently about, and some of them, I probably if I yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone is cut and dry. You know what I mean? They're all different. Yep. Here's the thing that you need to remember. Like, you can't also say the eminent threat needs to be there. So that's like if you're a, you're a wife and your husband's beating you. Right. And then you wait for him to fall asleep and then you shoot him when there's no threat three days later because you, you're afraid of what might happen. Right. That doesn't hold the same credence of him actually physically beating you and you shooting him. But I do moment. believe there's been passion crimes where people have gotten away with that. Yeah. Oh, oh 100% there yeah. is. This is also something that's newer in the last twenty to thirty the years. Crimes of passion, yeah, yeah. But and the actual, gets, the actual, in each each state is different. Their crime oh, of law yeah. is different. So, and it gets worse every single year that social media takes over life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Nowadays, it's just unbelievable. Yep. Guys, sound off in the uh, Crime Creep group. Case Watch Crime Creeps. We can't say it enough. We love it. We love those five star reviews that you leave us on Apple Podcasts. Hello to all our new Amazon Music listeners. Glad you're checking out the show. Visit our website for links to all of our merch and stickers. Plus, you can also join the exclusive Crime Creep group by clicking the Buy Us a Coffee tab. All that and more, www.casewatchpodcast.com. .com. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.